Boom. Should I start things off? By all means. Okay, I think I'm going to bring the tone down to say a big rest in power to Jason David Frank, one of the best and legendary Power Rangers, passed away yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's a damn shame. I'm not going to say how he passed away because obviously you can research it, but it's a damn shame when someone so talented, so young, decides to t- make the choice that they, that they did. So um, big shout out to him. Nothing yeah. but respect and peace for his family. And let's all try and be strong, do better and be better. Yeah, and reach out to people, you mm-hmm. know, reach out, talk. Yeah, everyone's always has an ear, no one's never alone. Amen. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. On that poignant note, welcome to And That's Why We Messed Up, the podcast talking about geekery, nerdism and all else in between from a South London postcode. I am Shannon, one of your amazing, awesome and talented hosts. Next to me is the instant classic, bruv. You alright? Yo, what's up? And on the other side of me is Red, big man. You alright? Good evening, or should I say good morning, or wherever you're listening to. I'm not too bad, thank you. And how about yourselves? Hopefully everyone is doing all good. And uh, this week it is brother's turn. So, what you got for us? What's in the vault? Um, This is going to be an interesting one, because again... I. Uh, with the passing of uh, Jason David Fred, this person I want to talk about also passed away recently, and that is the great, legendary, the man in black himself, Kevin Conroy. Now, I, I, now, I kind of just want to bring a, a more of a more of an eye on voice acting in as a whole because I feel like voice acting. It's got it's got more appreciated as years gone by, but for a long time I don't think it was appreciated more. It wasn't appreciated enough. I mean, a lot of times when you came to an animated film or a game, you couldn't really find any information on who was doing the voices back then. But nowadays it's quite easy and quite accessible. But um, Kevin Con- Conroy, again, legend. In the, I can honestly say he is Batman. Like he has played yeah. Batman so many different times, so many different versions. So even even he's even played in live action once. So um, so let's talk about Kevin Conroy. Let's talk about voice actors or some of your favorite voice acting performances, and let's see where this where this takes us as we usually do. Oh, awesome! So so um, I remember the first time I um saw or heard Kevin Conroy. It was um way back in the day. I can't remember what show it was on ITV at the time. There was some, there's always different ones. I'm sure it had Antidec on it or what at some point. And <laughs> um, they introduced the animated series Batman. Now, yeah. now, like back, back, back in my day as a kid, like the only kind of animated version of Batman I'd ever seen was the version of the sixties, the sixties version of Adam West. There was an animated version of that, and there was. It was the Super Friends as well. That's the only kind of animated Batman I could remember before this version of um, Batman. So when I saw the animated series of Batman for the first time, it it hit different because yeah. not only did it actually come in with the opening Danny Elfman theme, it was dark, it was gritty, it had the really good noir aesthetic, like. It was futuristic, but at the same time, like post nineteen fifties, it just had a good clash of styles, and it, fantastic opening. Fantastic. Great, great oh, yeah. opening. Probably one of the best animated openings of all time, hands down. And it was, and what kind of took you, took you, um, brought you more into it was Kevin Conroy. I didn't know who Kevin Conroy was at the time. Let's be honest, because as a child, I didn't really care. I just thought, I'm mm. seeing Batman on TV. I don't give a shit. And um, what made Kevin Conroy, Conroy so good at, as Batman and Bruce Wayne? He didn't have to do much to make you believe he was Batman or if he was Bruce Wayne. It was just a slight change in his cadence that it was like, you'd be, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. And you just go, Alfred. Boom, there's Batman. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, yeah, it, was, it wasn't, it was never like, it, it wasn't no Christian Bill. Like, hey, no, it wasn't that shit. It wasn't, wasn't a voice changing bullshit. It was literally just a slight change in his cadence. And it was like, like, 
in the early in the earlier days, it, it's very noticeable because it was because Bruce Wayne was a lot more high pitched. But as time went on, you can notice that he was, he already he's he had become a character. So you, he literally could just be talking normally. Hey, blah, 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 Bruce Wayne, blah, 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 Alfred. Boom, Batman right there. That's Batman. When he, when, when, when he just goes at Alfred, when like, yeah, that's yeah, he, shit's getting shit's getting real. Shit's getting real. And then, yeah, and then obviously, along with Kevin Conroy, you had the realization when Chantel told me one day that you know the Joker, <laughs> yeah, that's Mark Hamill. Who's Mark Hamill? Luke Skywalker. Shut up. <laughs> that's Luke Skywalker. That blew my little little tiny mind. I think that... I actually saw your mind blowing <laughs> when I told you that. <laughs> Everything changed from that point onwards. But I gotta say that. With that version of um, Batman, that kind of changed my real outlook, outlook on Batman in general. But one particular version of that animated series, or um, a special of that animated series, which was probably like probably one of the best feature-length animated um, films of a TV series, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. I was oh, oh yeah. get out of my brain. That is <laughs> Hey, it's my episode, so you get out of my brain. He is literally stained <laughs> into my head. Yes, yes, Master yes. Fantastic. Yeah. As like, like but at this point in my life, I wasn't really I read comics books, but I wasn't really in depth in comic books. So seeing Batman as a dark character didn't really didn't didn't really click with me. Even though the film had been out, so the Tim Burton film had been out, um, you had like comic books that pres- like 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 broken back that had been out, um, you know where you know it's all in all bl- a dark a dark comic. I mean, crying out loud, Batman became Batman because his, fr- his family was killed. So you know, that's kind of that's pretty dark. But as a kid, I saw the Adam West Batman, so it was very bright, very colorful. There was no sense of darkness in that at all, yeah. barring maybe one a couple of episodes. But still, it was very it was still very quite you know upbeat and happy in a sense or fun. Let's call it fun, but. Mask of the Phantasm, that's when shit got real for me. Because yeah. I think another thing that, that kind of that stood out about um, that film, then the series itself, was there was blood. Yeah, yeah, it got So, because like when, because obviously Batman had been framed for um, for crimes of the of the Phantasm, who was doing, who was obviously killing mobsters for revenge. And um, the, the Phantasm is very similar in build and in design to Batman. So, while Batman's trying to figure out who who this person is and try and stop him, the police are ch- are chasing him down like a criminal, or well, like he technically is, and they were shooting him. He got he got caught. He got he got bloodied. And I was like, "Oh crap! This is dark. This is this is Batman. Okay, this is Batman. This is what we're talking about. I get it. This is the darkness we're talking about. He is the night. I get it now." And again, it, as awesome as the animation was, as awesome as the writing was from Paul Denny and the crew. Um, you, yeah, the the performances from everyone involved. Kevin Kevin Conroy, he he yeah, he brought his A game, and that's when I was like, yeah, he is Batman. That is Batman. It's my head up voice. That's that's always gonna be Batman for me. I think I default to when I read Batman. It's it's Kevin Conroy's voice that I hear. Mm. Yeah, I think anything that I read it in any comic or anything. If I'm watching, obviously that changes according to who I'm watching, mm. but. I, I hear by default, I hear a Kevin Conroy Batman and I hear a Mark Hamill Joker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and like, so the only, the only exception is when I'm watching. And gotta be honest, like, when I was watching, um, let me have a whole rant about that. Um, the Christopher Nolan Batman. I think we actually have to do a session this season about how we feel about that. I think, I think we're getting there to go into the feels about that one. But I kind of was was almost like struggling with that with bail bullshit because i wanted to hear kevin conroy yeah uh, and that's what i wanted to hear i wanted that even as yeah and i just uh, you know i was fine with the villains i think that's one of the things i can say and you know me that, that all the villains in the in the nolan trilogy i'm fine with the batman i have an issue with and that's because i wanted to hear kevin conroy <laughs> and i th- you're right about the impact and it's the whole thing i think for a long time it was just kind of because because i think a lot of things in to do with like it has to be cartoons we're talking about animation so i think there was a lot of kind of dismissal of voice actors 
in the same way like with video game voice actors it was kind mm-hmm. of like a well it's just that it's just a bunch of, of cartoons and what have you and you know so why do we need kind of it's almost like they're underestimated how important it is but yet it is important because we can think of like Mel Blanc and Looney Tunes we have in our head the sound of Bugs Bunny, the sound of Elmer J. Fudd, the sound of, of like Porky Pig and, and And it isn't just, they just read it. They bring life to it. They bring mm. life to their roles. And the fact that it's, it's stained in our brains in a certain way does point to the impact of it. It's just that it's it tended to be dismissed for quite a while. That it was just like, oh, you just, you know, you're just voicing animation. So, you know, just, just go on and do it mm-hmm. kind of thing. And to take something from the Adam Adam you know from the Adam West, which is like thinking back now, Adam West's voice was Adam West for everything. Adam West was Adam West's voice for 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 Bruce Wayne. He was Adam West for Batman. It was just like uh, uh, okay, cool. Um, it started to happen around the Michael Keaton one. There was a difference. It was a slight um, tone when he spoke as Batman. Yeah, there was a slight tone. He wasn't husky. It was just kind of a slight tone mm. and more of a taking time and breaking down and kind of showing that part of him. Whereas he's the understated kind of millionaire, billionaire walking around um, in the movies. And I think that's another episode that we could go into about the, the Batman and iterations or what have you. But Kevin Conway just brought something... I think in a in an era of disappointing Batman, not you, Michael. Never you. Never you, Michael. <laughs> you. Um, in an era of disappointing Batman, look at you, Clooney. Look at you. <sighs> oh God, what's his name? Uh, gun. Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. To be mm. fair, Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne was really good. Was his Batman. Yeah. Wasn't. His Batman. Batman yeah. wasn't great, but to be fair, it wasn't as bad as Clooney. So. I'll, I'll, he 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 didn't create the design. He didn't design the costume. He just he's got he's got paid to that, but you have to be be the guy. All right, don't don't put on Val. Val we, Val is a treasure. I think we got to have to do it. Who is the most annoying psychic? And I still think of Chris Chris O'Donnell was was the most annoying. Hmm. Well, what what, 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 what out of the Batman or the Batman out of the Batman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to voice acting. That's another episode. I'm just creating episodes right now around Batman, and I think we got to get into them quickly. But um, you're right, and I think I think it's also a, a a credit to to the talent of Kevin Conroy that we're talking about. You know, when when was Master Phantasm? That was what 1993. 1993. We're in 2022, and he still has that impact. His voice is still like that. Yeah, okay, completely. And I I just love like seeing all the pictures everyone with him mm. and just it's like oh my god and you know it, it points to it just reminds me of other really good voice actors as well in the in the industry who we kind of dismiss because there is something i mean okay it's one thing to be a really good actor be able to do kind of in front of the camera and behind it but it's one thing to kind of have a whole career where that where people don't really know your face they just know you by your voice yeah, if they close right. your eyes and they hear you, they're like, oh my God, it's so-and-so. Oh my God, it's so-and-so. Oh my God, it's Cree Summer. Cree Summer. Cree Summer. <laughs> Cree Kevin, Summer. Kevin Michael Richardson, Phil Lamar. Yeah. Phil Lamar. Troy yeah, Baker, Nolan North. Nolan North. Ashley yeah. Birch. No, this can go on and on. Like the, the voices those people bring to life or characters they bring to life with their voices. It's just second to none. Like Cree Summer's like, she's basically oh. been our childhood. She, and you know what's so cute? Yes, I don't know if you saw on Instagram. Yeah, um, basically last week, her daughter did her first cartoon. Oh, no way. Yeah, her, her daughter, Hero, did her, fe- her very first voiceover for <laughs> a cartoon. And I honestly, the lump in my throat and the tears in my eyes, it's like, just watch yourself become full circle. Oh, I keep it in the family. Mm. I love it. It's amazing. What about... What defines for both of you the mark of a good voice actor, or or like what's a performance that that, that like stands out to you? Oh, that's difficult. Bass. Give me a bass in your voice, and I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like it's when you feel it. 
I guess yeah. it, it is like yeah. I, I say I say in a lot of videos you got to feel like you know like to quote Kevin um Kevin Hart say it with your chest when you feel it in your chest mm. it because obviously when it comes to emotions it hits you in two places your chest and your throat mm-hmm. and there are, for example well I'll take you to one of my favorite games um, I can mm. never play it again but I kind of want to play the remake of it very soon but we'll see how it goes Last of Us. Oh boy! Oh boy! The opening scene with mm. Troy Baker losing his spoiler, losing his daughter, um, or losing oh, losing his God. daughter, and that and that was like what five seconds? Well, I say five seconds. That was, that was like the first like first five minutes into the first game. five minutes in the game, yeah. and his performance was something else. Just the the torment, the the pain. The, just the helplessness you felt all in that performance i mean granted he there was motion capture but at the same time he's he's putting his voice behind the character that's that's him bringing that character to life and i felt his pain in that moment when you can relate to a character on an animated level in a in, in a page in a comic book because of their voice it's it speaks wonder. It speaks miles. It speaks wonders. It tells you everything you need to know. And like that's one. That's one of many performances I I would definitely say hit different. You know, I completely concur with you because I know we sound, I'm going slightly off topic, but in the same kind of way, Craig T. Nelson, football playing Mister Incredible. Mm. Yeah, a prime example. That scene at the start of the film when he's in his office and he's just stirred up. And you got that one elderly woman that comes to him basically saying she can't afford anything. And he looks at her and he's like, you know what, ma'am, don't worry about it. Do this for us. I'll put it through. That five second scene, well, actually more like a five minute scene, but his voice from being normal to being sympathetic. It's like there's a lump in your throat thinking, you know what, that actually proves that there's nice people in the world, or should I say, animate people in the world. <laughs> Just that one tone, we think, you know what, he's got this. He's going to be all right. And he helps her out. When someone can project their voice that crystal clear, you're thinking, yeah, you know what? I sympathize with you. I respect you. You're the man. Well, I sound like I'm a male cheerleader now. But yeah. <laughs> hey, so, hey, that's a respected thing to do. I don't give a damn what you're you, you be a man. You chill. But yeah, it's just performances like that. I mean, as you said, The Last of Us, what a beginning. I mean, what voice, voice work. Unbelievable. And good luck if you're going to redo that because I, I can't do that again. You've done it. They've already done it, mate. It's what you, it's what you can get for PS5 now. I don't. <laughs> I think of uh, Steve Downs and Jen Taylor, mm -hmm. aka Master Chief and Cortana. And I think of like, because, and like, Master Chief is a hard one because Master Chief barely speaks. Mm hmm. So it's kind of like, how do you, you know, how do you get that character who really doesn't speak? You never see his face. Um, how do you get to kind of relate to this character who, who kind of barely speaks? And I've got to say, like, um, Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, like, that's my that's my original. I mean, I've got a lot of Halo 4 and 5 and Halo in general, but Halo to 3 have me in a chokehold and because of the, and and that is the whole story where whole thing where the voice actors are on point it's actually a, a thing where ron perlman's in it and he's actually quite subdued by comparison to his other work um comparatively but it's the fact that steve downs is able to communicate so much with so little he found himself attached to master chief part of it is because the people around him big him up so much to this status of you know being a spartan but then it's with this, especially when he's hunting for Cortana. A lot of times Cortana's your in. So first it's kind of like, it's that AI. And I think sometimes those are the trickier ones to do. It's one thing to be the main character, but it's another to kind of be the, the sidekick. Because if you play it too heavy, you're annoying. If you play it too light, you can forget you're there. So you have to strike this balance of kind of bigging up the main character, but also having your story and having the whole storyline of Cortana slowly starting to lose her mind because she's been active for so long. And then when the chief has to go and get her and it's just in a simple, I'm coming. 
and it's a very simple kind of like when they're trying to communicate with him and, and john's just like you like we're not having this discussion there's no way there's, there's no way to talk about it i'm gonna go i'm not leaving her behind and there's just so much conveyed in so little so i always want to want to big up the halo series like for that because it was just I was emotionally gripped. I mean, the ad campaigns for Halo were off the chain anyway. Yeah. They were absolutely brilliant. They were they were chef's kiss. And they were some of my favorite ad campaigns ever to convey because once again it's it's, it's an it's an absolute masterclass and I'll put a link in the description um for about a couple of them. It's a masterclass in saying it's doing so doing like so little but purveying so much. And that is something that is an art form and i also want to shout out the i can't i'm kind of her name the voice actress actor who played uh, elizabeth in bioshock because i was worried that once again it was it might have gone the way of uh of ashley in resident evil 4 because no one needs that in their life get over, get over it sir, seriously Leon! <laughs> Leon! It's the cage. It, it's it's the it's the pitch for me. Well, yeah, it's the pitch for me. All right, shut up, Ashley. <laughs> but also, brother, to you, again, again, Nolan North, Mister Nathan Drake. Nolan North. Yes. North. North. <laughs> See, Nolan North has. Oh, he like. I know. He has. Yeah, so, he's so much range. Like it still yeah. blew, like, it blew my mind when I found out like, he played um, the Arkham. Comic-Con the Arkham games. He was Penguin with an East End accent and he legitly sounded no, like an... Was yeah, he? That was, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, the Penguin was Nolan North. <sighs> I just, that came below for today. I did yeah, not know that. that. Nolan North oh has range. God. That was, yeah, that was Nolan North. Like. No, Nolan has range. Nolan has range. Yeah, like, again, like I said, I was so glad when I saw the Uncharted film that he was in it. Like, yeah, that was that. If he wasn't in it, I would have been pissed. That was a smile moment. You thinking, yeah, that there is. Mm. Yeah. And what? See, there's another example of kind of like the difference between voice acting and um, obviously live action acting. Like, yeah. when you look at it, like Tom Tom Holland is more famous than Nolan North, but Nolan North has more credibility. Yeah. And it's just that just blows that just blew my mind. It blows mine a little bit. I mean, grime. No, it gets Tomahorn and I still have my half for the little shit. But um It's like I said with affection. I love Tom Holland. He's South London, but I love it. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, but like it's just it, it is it is with the dynamics of it, because again, no enough is his spreadsheet is ridiculous. He's got like credits like left, right, and centre, but compared to Tom Holland, but yet Tom Holland has just been in the right films. <laughs> Yeah, and, but then also saying that, Nolan North has been in some of the most impactful video games. Very true, very true. And he's also carried a carried a bloody legacy on his back in Uncharted. So it's like, yeah, and it's also like, okay, try and imagine no Nolan North in Uncharted. Trying, yeah. and you're like... I'm not doing it, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it could be Troy Baker. Yeah, but no, but it's no. just, yeah, but no. And I, and I, you know, I've got love for Troy, but yeah, but no. By the same token, I can't imagine anyone else being Pagan Min except Troy Baker. See, yeah. like, it's like, ooh. and he can, and like, it's it's the impact. Like, Spec Ops: The Line is a no, is Nolan North. Yeah, I do love that. I do love that game. And that game is just like, you know, it's the game that comes up again and again in top tens and top whatevers. As for one of the games that box. that defines for mindfucks for huge twists, for defining video games as more than just than just a game, that it's an art form, has critique, intelligence, and a wonderful story. Spec Ops The Line always comes up. If you haven't, um, if you haven't heard of Spec Ops The Line, I would urge you to check it out, uh, give it a game, and see what you feel about it, or look it up. But it's a, it's a fantastic and amazing and impactful game. Yeah, it broke my heart. I can only mm, play oh. it once. I would never play it again. Yeah, it's one of those games where it's like, if you can go back another time, good luck. Um, but it's but then also, you do kind of, if you want to get the emptings, because they're multiple, you nope. will probably have to go back. It doesn't matter. All the endings aren't make, are, will not make you happy. Just saying, just saying for a uh, fact. Yeah, just, oh, just, yeah just, heads up. No. <laughs> Whatever ending you get. You won't be happy. It's not good. 
it's 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 one of those games where it's like no matter what you do and i don't mean that in like in the silent hill 2 ending where it's quirky or it's weird or it was a dog yeah no 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 spec ops the line there just ain't no happy ending you're done you're so done. and also as well just another heads up is that during the pause menus the more you play the game is the more the game starts to talk to you and ask you what on earth you're doing and it starts to get a bit weird oh you mean like oh, what's the name oh I'm, no what's the name of that other game that did that when the ai started talking to you and i thought nice is too weird you sure it's not portal. portal no uh it was done by the same make detroit becomes human yeah right no that no this is in a different way like what Spec Ops Online does is that, like, during the loading screens, is that, like, it has, like, a lot of quotes about war and the nature of man and what have you. But the more you make choices in the game, the more the the messaging's kind of like, what are you doing? And do you realise the consequence? And do you know the outcome? Do you realise the outcome? Of the, the, you're just pressing buttons. And it starts to really weigh on you. It starts to really just get to you because you're like okay fine and because you're having to sit with this screen for a bit it, it makes you it makes you kind of question which is what it's supposed to do and that's the thing is that Nolan North in that game just slaps it because it's easy to veer into parody as to what he's trying to do mm. and he doesn't do it he just maintains this amazing character and does I don't want to give it away. I just want to encourage people who, if you are up, you know, up for gaming, to play Spec Ops: The Line because it's such a good game and it's just, it's a great story. No happy ending, to be honest with you, but fantastic acting and Nolan North smacks it out of the park. And that's like back to the range of Nolan North that he can do something and then go and do Saints Row the Third. And you're just like, because I remember seeing that on the first I was like, wait, an option is Nolan North? Like, that's the, that's the thing. You can have a character basically who just is like Nolan North that you play through in Saints, in Saints Row the Third. So, you know you, you know when you're good, good voice actors when you play multiple characters in the same show? That's the, all the same thing. Like, 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 for, yeah. like for example, there's um, um anime, for your anime lovers out there, you know this name, this guy, there's a guy called Chris Sabat who I will always say is the whitest black man I've ever seen in my before in my entire life. The reason why I call him the whitest black man I've ever seen before in my entire life is because he voices Piccolo in Dragon Ball. And we all know that Piccolo is a black man. So, um, and he gives, he, he like, he, he gives, his voice acting is just, he's got a very deep, powerful voice. And it's, it hits different every single time because I've seen him in multiple, multiple animes and like, every time it's like, that's Chris Abat. But it's different, but it's Chris Abat. Like there's an anime I've been watching called, um, well, I think it's, 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 it's actually going to be re- um, a film's coming out for it quite soon because it's been on like hiatus for a while called Black Clover, and he yeah. plays um, um, he plays the leader of the of a magic team called the Black Bulls, and he is just he is just so on point in that. It's like you can tell he's like yeah, just go crazy. You're Chris about you can do what the hell you want, go for it. And like there's a moment where you, like in like in a Japanese version, it's very different from how he how he is in the American version. So like, it's a scene where he's like taking a piss out of um taking a piss out of one of his subordinates and, and like in Japan in, in Japan it sounds really quite quite cold and serious but in the American it's like oh get over there you little idiot and it's like yeah all right cool I like that I like that but um but yeah like I've got I've got I've got what's talking about now I've got how I got here I was so excited about talking about anime <laughs> but yeah that's it that's it and like but like in Dragon Ball Chris Abat does a voice for Piccolo and Vegeta. And then like you got you got to go to Nolan North. He's like he, he does voices in Young Justice, so yeah. he's Superman. He is um, Connor, Superboy, and he's someone else. I forget who he was um, in like Marvel Marvel um, Ultimate Alliance um, three for the Switch. He's Wade Wilson. He's he's um, Rocket Raccoon, and he's also someone else. He, 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 like, that just shows how awesome he was in that. Time. If you're if you're, if you're basically like, let's not get someone else. Let's just use you. You're, 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 you're awesome. You do it. You do that. And that's the thing you can you can go from with I think the thing with voice acting you can go from like prolific people like like Kevin Conroy like Lola North like Troy Baker, um, and then you go to ones who do the voice that is so impactful that that's like like that's it. Mm. So you know I'm gonna say Peter Cullen. <laughs> well, well, 
Peter Cullen, for those of you who don't know, there's a special place in my heart because he, he is the voice. See, to me, he's like, he is the voice of Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You just hear it. And I think rooms, I've seen him walk into a room, just say Autobots. And everyone's just like, ah! And they just lose <laughs> their shit. Because it's just, it's, and it's just the whole thing of like, we talk, I feel like Peter Cullen is like the range in one person. Because you, I feel like with Optimus Prime, he perfectly encapsulates like still waters run deep and that there's a hidden anger and a hidden aggression that could get out there and kick Megatron's ass. But he kind of holds back. Mm. And that's the thing that kind of ties me, brings me back to childhood, is hearing Peter Cullen. Because, yeah. And yeah. Like, it's a mark that man went from the 80s until about 2007's voicing voice in prime i'll tell you remember the uh, do you remember the original trailer for the terminator nope right i don't, this know, is one. I, I don't actually do actually remember. <laughs> the original <laughs> terminator he's the voice that does the he's the narrator really yeah really yeah right really oh did yeah. i know that oh. <laughs> Sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like, it actually makes makes sense. Huh. Yeah. yeah, it ain't that some something right there. <laughs> Sun will forever be Optimus. Not no one can compare. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like you're stuck in this room. You've got a script in front of you. You're you're seeing things. You're trying to. I think I've watched Cree Summer like talk about like when she's trying to get into character and what have you. But it's the whole thing of like lifting something off a page and i think like sometimes even like with the best of intent not even like sometimes physical actors i found have found have struggled like i found that sometimes they can't make that transition like they're fine with the camera but they haven't got the oh they haven't got that kind of ability sometimes to bring it to, to to bring it from being this wordless animation to something that you're kind of like that that stays in that stays with you. Mm. Like Steve Carell has it. Steve Carell oh, yeah. is Will Ferrell can do it as well. Because the other day I once again um uh, I'm gonna shout out Cinema Therapy. I love Cinema Therapy. Um it's a fantastic channel that basically uh like breaks down characters in um cartoons and films and like it's basically a guy who's a therapist and a guy who's a film um director and they talk about characters so they did did an episode about megamind Mm -hmm. and bruv is the one who introduced me to megamind if you have not seen megamind people stop what you're doing pause the podcast go watch go watch megamind it is brilliant it is absolutely fantastic will ferrell smacks absolute backside it david cross is really good in there as well um however brad pitt's in it yeah and i i actually could almost forget that brad pitt's in it um even though the character's not in there for for, i mean he's in there for a bit it's quite a you know quite a known character but you could almost just i felt like it was brad pitt came in read the script and left see brad pitt when it comes to his voice i can suck was like the only two voice acting things I have of him are um, mm. Sinbad and Megamind, and yeah, it is very by the numbers. Mm. I don't, right. yeah, it, it's very by numbers. So like, yep. it, like, mm, yeah, yeah. He, he, came, he came in, he went to his part, and he left. Basically, and he, and he left. David Cross, he got the memo. He he yeah. he he gives it. Will Ferrell absolutely batters it. Oh, it is no. battered. No, it's just. <laughs> There is so welcome to the jungle sequence. <laughs> it's one of my favorites in all of anime, and as well, Jonah Hill smacks it. Jonah mm-hmm. Hill plays neckbeard, neckbeard incel. Before we knew what that was, he plays it very well. He read the assignment, and I think that's the thing. I I feel like sometimes people kind of, and I've heard people say that they underestimate voice acting. Um, and I remember watching, like, um. Oh god, I'm watching um like um how Bioshock was made and watching how that was delivered and watching just and listening to it. And I'll always go about Bioshock 3, Bioshock Infinite, because it's the game that I clocked before my husband. 
and his mate who always meet me at games. So I'm always like, yes, this is mine. But it was watching that and watching the watching the performances and watching the execution of it that lifted this story into something touching. And that's the thing. It's it's like it's like for all the confusion of uh, Metal Gear Solid, and my God, do I struggle with the story? But the acting, the voice acting, it just keeps you hooked. And oh God, who's our boy from um, uh, PlayStation Access, bruv? Rob. Rob. Rob said something um, about because he the joke is on, on that is that he always tries to get um, Metal Gear Solid into every single countdown possible where possible. Um, and he even said that Metal Gear Solid holds a special place in his heart because his dad said that when he saw him playing, it was like he was playing through a saga, like a TV series. And the reason behind that is, yes, of course, you know, the writing of Kojima, yeah. But it's the acting that lifts it into another level. And I've got to say, one of my, like, little kind of comfort things is watching, um, watching the story of Big Boss unfold. And why she does what she has to do and how she and what she says to, and it's just like oh but it's lifted not just because of this complicated and truly sometimes bonkers storyline it's the it's the characters that keep you coming back to the point when i had to get kiva summerland into it's like can you can you can you come and do this but even that was still like it had the bar had been raised already by by and i can't i cannot remember David who, thank you by Hater. Hater raised it. And sometimes I feel like David Hater is another one where he's just he's just chef's kiss. He's just he comes he raises the bar so high that you have to get like just to come in and try and do what he's done. But sometimes it's like, yeah, but you're not you're not David Hater though. Who also <laughs> wrote the screenplay for X Men movies, but just really cool. Sorry, what's that? Who who also wrote the screenplay for um X Men too? Yes, he did. One of my favourite X Men movies. <laughs> So was that big man? No, I said X2, head of a film. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. See, now I'm thinking about, about, about voice actors. Phil Lamar. Uh, I'm just looking at Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, Lamar Samurai Jack, John, John Stewart. Oh. As Will Smith oh. called him in, in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Black Haddy Doody, because he actually does look like a Black Haddy Doody, let's be honest. But yeah, Phil Lamar, put some respect on his name. He is, he, he's, one of the, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. Like, like yeah. you know, like he's, 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 again, he's another guy you know, you won't, you probably won't see, you won't probably won't recognize him if you saw him, but you know his voice because he is. But actually, he, if you are a fan of Pulp Fiction, you will know exactly who he is. That is very true. That is very true. Or if you if you like Spider Man, if you like Spider Man, Spider Man Two, you can find him as one of the um, passengers on the train that he saves as well. Yeah, yeah. And actually, another another name. Um, I, I don't, not, not many people know this name, but uh, a guy called Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom. It's probably mm. most known for playing Wolverine in pretty much everything animated or cartoon or or or, ga- or gaming. He is he does such a good voice when it comes to Wolverine. He is more Wolverine than Hugh Jackman. I said it. Wow. I said it. I said it. Come at me. I dare you. Prove me and wrong. That's the thing, though. Like <laughs> it can be so impactful. Like there are very few times when an actor can counter the voice acting. And the only time I can think of, and dare I say controversially, is that Ryan Reynolds bettered Nolan North's Deadpool. Nolan North's Deadpool was good, but Ryan Reynolds, I'm now, I now hear Ryan Reynolds, I don't hear Nolan North. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Am I being controversial? I don't know if I can agree. Well. Hey, hey. It's all good. We agree to disagree, but this is my personal thing: is that I love Nolan, and he, and it was and it was great to play as Deadpool and bring out to life. But Ryan just added a certain. I always mm. think. Yeah. Masturbating slippers. <laughs> Masturbating slippers. Ooh, that is. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't... Uh, I love Ryan Reynolds. And I love, love Nolan a lot, but. <laughs> oh, it's like choosing your favorite child. You can't do it. Who's my favorite? Who's my favorite daddy? Um, wow! Wow! <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be continued, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if I can answer that question. 
And then by by the, by the other other by the, by the other token, sorry, I'm there summing up my words. Some people are so impactful that anyone who comes after them, you don't know if they can be topped. Like Casey Kasim, may he rest. Oh, Casey Kasim. Casey Kasim. Ah, uh, well, to be fair, Matthew Issa did a, Matthew Issa did a very good body job. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Look, he look. He he's gonna need a, he needs an app. Okay, <laughs> Matthew Lillard needs an app. Because he's another one who does a lot of heavy lifting, mm. and I feel like he's he's in a lot of my favorite films. Yeah, he's in a lot of my favorite films featuring Matthew Lillard. And I gotta say, he made it easier when my daughter was much younger to enjoy the Scooby Doo movies. Because <laughs> don't my be, God, don't be, be no, no, okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh, the Deadpool oh. thing was one thing. Yeah, don't be hating on my Scooby Doo films. Nah, I'm having it. I'm not having it. The point no. is, no. the point is, no, they no were point. easy to enjoy me. because they were. They were easy to enjoy because they were fucking good, Chantel. Get over oh it. Oh my, I, I didn't say they were bad. You had to enjoy it, sir. So you made, 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 made it was a chore. That means it was something you didn't want to do. Very so. true, the wrong choice of words. I should have been said high school musical I had to endure. Now, That's that better. That's better. was endurance. I've never All quite recovered from that. Oh, no, 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 hey, oh, whoa, what, what are we, what, what, what are we doing? What, what happened there? Sorry, what? What was that? Mm. Jim, Co- Jim, Jim Cummins is a very good voice. Actually, no one puts, puts some respect on his name. He's been Jim, doing Jim Cummins. Jim Cummins. So, so think Wayne the Pooh, think Tigger. Oh, God, yeah. Jim Cummins. Jim Cummins has been doing this for a long time. A He's long, been in the game for years. Yeah. Yeah. Changed, he changed the game. He's like been in everything from um, Johnny Quest. Um, Obviously, Win the Pooh, Hunchback mm. of Notre Dame, the Gargoyles, Keith David, David Keith. Oh, Keith, uh, look. <laughs> I just said look. that. We've well, said it before. Did, did, did you say, when, when did you say that? Never mind. When did you say David Keith? Bring me three minutes ago. He must have cut out for that one. I, yeah, I, 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 apologize. I, I did, You said that I apologise too, but yeah. He, I apologise, oh. but David put some respect oh. on the name. When we talk about someone who could, who could do it all, we're talking about someone who can do it all. He got who do he got voodoo. He got <laughs> things you've never seen. Yeah, I think Keith David is like because you know what it is. We gotta be careful because remember, there's Keith David and there's David Keith. One second, one second. Let's get sport for it. So, <laughs> so Keith David is is the black guy. And David mm-hmm. Keith is the white guy. David Keith was in the first <laughs> Batman for movie. Yes, uh, Keith David. Yeah. Keith David. Right. No, yes, Keith David. Yes, Keith David. Whereas Keith David is who we gonna put with some respect on, and sorry, I should say Emmy Award winning Keith David. For those who don't know, the last thing you probably saw him in was um, Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in it briefly, done... but he was in it. Princess of the Frog, he was in as he did the Princess voice work the for Frog. that as well. He did the voice work for Spawn. He was Spawn. Yeah. He's in. He's in. Um. Uh, he's in Gargoyles as Goliath. He's yeah. in. Um. Rick and Morty. Richard Time. He's in Rick and Morty as the president. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Saints Row. Saints like Row. All, f- all four Saints Row films yeah. or games yeah. even. Um. Jesus Christ. He, if you want to get his live action credits, you got the thing. The you thing. got Men at Work. You got They Live. They, they live. You got Mark Armag- for Death. Mark for Death. Death Presidents. Yeah, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Community. But, or Coraline. Like, but his. Hmm? No, yeah, Coraline. Community. Yeah, but he's got he's got he's got a voice that's like chocolate. He's got he's not, he's got he's got a chocolate Armageddon. Voice. Yeah, pitch black. Oh, because I saw that the other night. I watched that. Vin Diesel looks weird. It's so weird to watch pitch black now. It's very, very odd. Yeah, because his his hair is weird. Yeah, he's got a hairline. It's weird. That's what it is. Yeah, tells from the hood. Yeah, the devil Uh, himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, Keith. Keith, Yeah, Keith David. He, but his yeah, his voice acting skills are just beautiful. Because you, he just he can he can lull you in to a force of security. So like in princess and the princess and the frog his his character obviously the voodoo guy is basically to lull people into his into his clutches so he can get them to sell their souls and he did that so well especially with his tunage he can sing my man's got yeah. my man's got a voice like an angel like like if you've ever seen princess and the frog what's wrong with you go and watch it go and watch it go get this person watch it now it's great great film and his again his voice is chef's kiss it's chef's kiss it's it's beautiful it's I feel like the person who um, 
who has another chocolate voice is the guy is basically the guy who's the voice actor in Hades. Oh, that oh, is my, my, my boy, my boy. I, I, I am a straight, I am a straight man, but I, I'm going to marry him. I am going to marry him. Is so a, that voice, the voice on if you have not played Hades, it is a fantastic, absolutely fantastic game. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to look up uh, what what the guy's name is because I'm doing that now. Thank you very much. That voice has been taken out of out of cold storage and lovingly placed in the arms of the finest Swiss chocolate you've ever had in your entire life. It melts. Heaven help you. It melts, and it's just honestly Zagreus. Okay, Zagreus is, is, is played by a gentleman called Darren Corb. Darren? Darren, Darren Corb. It's actually she's, she's been in quite a few games actually. Um, Transistor, Bastion, um, Pyre. Um, but yeah, his his voice is oh god. Like I mean, it, in fairness, the voice acting throughout Hades is fantastic. It's very it, good. It, but... It's really good. Every every character in Hades is voiced really really well. Um, and because the whole, the whole thing with Hades, for those who don't know, is basically that you basically get as far as you can on one go. So, it's a roguelike. roguelike it's a roguelike. Um, so you, you, you basically go as far as you can on one go until you die and then you go back to the beginning. It's about how far you are in it. But in a way, the, game was pri- the game's primed that way so that you, you have to come back and learn more about the history of the characters, what's happened. I don't want to give anything away. It's one of the few games that's rated 10 out of 10 on Steam. Mm. It's an amazing game, won a hell of a lot of awards. And it's a, it's a, it's a, one of those games that's like, if anybody ever said game video games are not art or ever questioned the beauty of when you have a wonderful encapsulation of music and artwork and voice acting coming together to make a wonderful baby, that's Hades. That is Hades. It, the artwork is beautiful. It is stunning. Mm-hmm. It, it changes. I like the fact that, that the, you know, every time you get through a level, it's a different level um the 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 uh, the villains are done really well everyone gets a storyline um that you have to go with the voice acting is beautiful it's really well done uh even down to the narration which is quite funny as well because they they give away pop plot points and then Zagreus goes wait what sorry what did you just say he goes, uh, um um i uh, i said uh, uh moving onwards um and the music is fantastic. You can find it on Spotify, the soundtrack. It is a beautiful, strange juxtaposition of rock music and lute lyre music. Mm-hmm. So it's it just sounds, you, you're like, what are you talking about? Seriously, I will leave a link in the description to the Hades soundtrack or to one of the songs, one of my favourite songs. And I'll leave a link in the description to our wedding invitations when me and Darren get married. Of course. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, saying, invita- can you, have you got a date yet? Wedding invitations? Uh, yeah. We'll be in Thank our you. dreams. I mean, what? Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. I was just wow. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. It's, it, it, it's, it's become a, it's the next, next dude, week. On dude, the when I play the game, I, dude, when I play the game, I literally picture what our future is going to be like in the, like our house, the kids, the picket fence. I have it all in my head when I play a game. It's quite, it's quite distracting. That's why I'm not going that far, to be honest. I was gonna say, well, you're level, you still just got through the first level, yeah. On this playthrough, yes, but I've completed okay, the game cool. anyway. But I'm seeing this playthrough from there. <laughs> okay. Well, then again, and once again, just to point out, this is one of those games where, um, if you want to finish it once, you haven't got the full story. I believe you need to finish it four or five times to get the full story. So, uh, just a note: if you want to play Hades, buckle up. And you do get better and better every time. And also, so Darren Corbett is also the composer. That makes sense. My God. Well, stay away from me, Darren Corb, um, <laughs> because my God, between between your com- your competition and your voice acting, whew, this could get messy. There we are. It already is. <laughs> On that note, do you think we should call it a night? I think we've said enough. Cool. Well, thank you for that little uh, jaunt down in the world of voice acting. It's a little bit of a somber one because we've had quite a few of our people um, departing. Mm. But um, you know what? Mighty Fun was had by all. And I, for one, am grateful to be in a world where I got to hear Kevin Conroy 
as my Batman. I got to hear it. I got to play got to hear it. it. To play it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Kevin yeah. Conroy. Will, and I got to see him play my favorite version of Batman um, in the Crisis of Intimate First, Earth, when he was um, Kingdom Come Batman or Kingdom Come Bruce Wayne. And he played the live action version of it. It was fucking awesome. He had the exoskeleton and everything. He will always be. He is. He is Batman. Kevin Conroy is Batman. I dare you to challenge me. Because no, you'll be wrong. You'll always be wrong. You're wrong. You're just wrong. Oh, I'm Keaton, love you, but you're not Batman. Well, you're not, you're, not, you're not Batman. I'm sorry. I love you, but no. Sorry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, love you. You can love him, anyway. Chris, but he's not Batman. <laughs> anyway, um, big man, what are your socials? Okay, I'm on Twitter at War3782. And you can find me on the gram under sorry well memory flash for mr underscore roberts underscore v1 how about you bro you can find me on twitch instagram and tiktok on instant classic underscore gaming and you can also find me on youtube under instant classic underscore kb where i'm on the road to 300 subs at the moment in time because things are so and then next year we're going to try and get to a thousand so 300 from now 300 to the end of the year thousand until next year so let's try let's try try and get through it let's try and hear it will happen it will happen and socials for us the podcast can be found on instagram at messed up pod and on twitter at and messed well for as long as twitter survives um you can email us at sentyoudependus at gmail.com and uh thank you very much for your ears and uh once again take care and we'll see you soon take care and that's why we're messed up produced by the sentyous avengers edited by instant classic gaming and music produced by box room music